0: hope to many around the globe transforming lives into legacies live in word with Pastor Mensah Otterbill and now today's word I'm continuing my ongoing series life in the spirit and this would be part number five of life in the spirit and my subtitle is a new spirit to live the life of the spirit we must be fully aware of our spirits and the nature of our spirits i've spent time to talk about who the spirit is the spirit man and differentiated the spirit from the soul and the body and we've talked about the different conditions that the spirit can be in, separated uh, from God or joined to the devil uh, or joined to Christ. And, and I'm going in that trajectory to talk about the newness of the spirit that we have in Christ Jesus. One of the biggest stumbling blocks to our Christian life is that we don't know the nature of our spirits. And it's quite easy We know our bodies uh, because we see our bodies. But we don't know our spirit because we don't know, uh, we don't see our spirit. And so we become so aware of our physical reality that we pay very little attention to our spiritual reality. And this is compounded by the fact that most Christians think that the spiritual life is for quote and unquote men and women of God. Uh, but you know, God's promise in the, in the book of Joel is that his Holy Spirit will fall upon everybody. Men and women, young and old. So today we're talking about our new spirits. Because it is through our new spirits that we have our spiritual encounters. We're going to begin with a prayer uh, that uh, King David prayed after his sin. Uh, with Bathsheba, and it's in Psalm 51. And uh, in Psalm 51, uh, David prayed and uh, he asked God to help him out because he had done something very terrible. He had committed adultery and committed murder in the in the process. Uh, two very very mortal sins, very grievous sins. And and David is wondering how uh, God will fix him. And, and in Psalm 51, uh, he talks about many things, but there are two things I want you to, uh, to note uh, today. First, he talked about the problem. And the problem, he, he articulates it in verse 5, Psalm 51, verse 5. And he articulates it so clearly. He says, behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. So David is said, literally saying, I can't help it. I am just a sinful person. And, and sin uh, is something I do constantly. So what David basically is saying is that sin is part of me and of my nature. Sin is part of me and of my nature. So, I mean, it, it sounds like a good excuse, but it, it, it's also a very, very uh, hopeless excuse. Uh, because if he says that then then it means there's no remedy for him it means he's going to continue uh, doing what he's doing because he says it's part of me I was born in it Uh, it, it's part of my nature so how do we solve this problem that David is talking about that sin is part of my nature and and I'm sure some of us sometimes feel that way you feel sin is part of my nature I'm just just the way I am I'm and, and then you continue sinning. But, but David didn't stop there. He propounded a solution to the problem. And for the solution, uh, he, he spoke in verse 10. How is God going to solve this problem where David says, I, I, I was born in sin? Uh, verse 10 of Psalm 51, he gives us the solution. He says, create in me a clean heart. O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me, the old King James would say, and renew a right spirit within me. So this is the solution. He says, I'm hopelessly in sin. How do I get out of it? Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me two words I want you to note. The first one is the word create. Everybody say create. Create is from the Hebrew word bara. It is the same word that is used at the beginning of the book of Genesis in the beginning God created. Bara. It means to for God to bring something out that is new and that is fresh or God to bring something out of nothing. It's an act of God to bring things into being. So, David is saying, God, if you're going to fix this problem, you have to do the same thing you did from the beginning. You have to create something new. You have to create something new. And what did he say God should create? He said, God created me a clean heart. A clean heart. A new kind of inner being. Now, if you follow my teachings, I've taught... That the heart is usually used to refer to the spirit or the inner man. So David is saying, God, if you're going to fix this problem, you have to create a new inner man. Create in me a clean heart. And this thing that you create must be clean. It must be pure. It must be without blemish. So that's the first thing. Create in me a clean heart. That's how we deal with the problem of sin. Secondly, he says, Lord, renew. Renew. That word from the Hebrew means to repair or to restore something. To renew something, you have to take things out. And you have to put new things in. And what is God supposed to renew? Renew a right spirit within me. A righteous inner man. A spirit that is in right relationship with God. A spirit that is not separated from God. So David is saying, God, if you're going to change me, I don't want you to change me from the outside. Because An outside change is not going to make any change. I don't want my body, my my flesh to be changed. The change is going to be a creative process and a renewal process. And it's all going to happen inside of me. Create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. What is David talking about? He's talking about the spirit man. He's talking about a spirit man. He says, the solution to my problem is God, you have to create a new spirit within me. A new one. Not the one I have, not the one that is separated from you, but you have to create a new spirit. In essence, he's saying, God, you have to re-image the image of God. You have to re-image the image of God. And what does that mean? Remember, I have said that the image of God is the spirit of man. Now, I want to give you an illustration, what it means to reimage the image of God. So, let's say I have a full-length mirror. I have a full-length mirror. And when I look into the full-length mirror, not, not a small mirror where I only see my face, but a full-length where I see myself from head to toe. I have a full-length mirror. So anytime I look into the full-length mirror, what am I going to see? My image, isn't it? So anytime I, I look into the full-length mirror, I see my image and my image looks like me. Although it's not me, it looks like me. Identical to me in many ways uh, uh, and, and has similar features like myself so I look into the full-length mirror I see my image so I I want you to just use that as analogy God is the original we are the image in the mirror in the full-length mirror so when you look into the mirror you see the image of God because God is the, ima- is the main person and we are his image in the mirror so just for an analogy purposes so that's it so anytime I look into the mirror I see myself full complete my image is complete If I lift up my hand, my image will lift up the hand. If I open my mouth, my image will open the mouth. If I jump, my image will jump. If I shut my eyes, I won't see it, but my image will shut the eyes. Then I want to imagine that somebody takes a stone, a big stone, and hits the mirror. When he hits the mirror, the mirror doesn't completely break into pieces but it cracks in so many pieces so many pieces so it's still standing but it's cracked severely cracked now when I stand in front of the mirror I will still see an image but it will not be like the image I used to see it's still an image but it is a cracked image it is an image that has been distorted so, some, if, if I want to fix the image, I don't feel, fix the original because there's no, nothing wrong with the original, with God. There's a, something wrong with the image. So, granting that I have powers to fix mirrors, and I'm able to fix the mirror perfectly without any cracks showing, what will happen? I will see the image back. So God created man in his image, perfect looking like God. Sin, stone, boom, cracked the mirror. So the image is there. The human being, the sinner is still the image of God. The unbeliever is still the image of God because he has spirit in him. But that image of God does not fully look like God. It is a cracked image. For God to fix the problem, he has to fix the mirror so that the image we see will be exactly as the original. Are are you getting me? So when David says, Lord, create in me a, a clean heart. Renew a right spirit in me. He's saying, God, you have to re image the thing. You have to fix the mirror so that what was would be again. So the image of God or the image of man that represents God will be as perfect as the first image before it was cracked. Now, a cracked image of God is still an image of God and that is why you cannot say well somebody is is a bad person so you can treat him anyhow the reason why we treat every human being with dignity because every human being is the image of god even the thief is an image of god the arm robber is the image of god we wish they were not image of god but they are image of god you know you see you see a murderer and you you wish he is the image of the devil but it's the image of god he is however a cracked image of god the image of God that has sin come to destroy it. It is only in Christ that the image of God can be put back together to look as clean as God wants it to look. Alright, so God re-imaged the image of God. The imago Dei was fixed together. And that's what David is praying. He says, Lord, fix it together. So when we talk about the life in the spirit it is the life of the spirit the life in the spirit is the life of the spirit but what kind of spirit are we talking about are we talking about the cracked spirit no we are talking about the image the re-image image of god the perfect image of god the image of god put together so if you're going to walk in the spirit move in the spirit we have to move with the image of God that has been put together. The question is, can people move in the spirit with the cracked image of God? Yes, because it's still image. It's still spirit. Occultists, they operate in the spirit. Uh, necromancers, people who talk to supposedly dead spirits. They would, they would talk to your grandmother who died or talk to somebody and say, your grandmother says you didn't bury her well, you have to go and bury her well. And, and then they will give you all kinds of details that will confuse you. And, and the thing seems very, very accurate. But the information is, is some way. In some way because it's not biblical. But the knowledge they are bringing is accurate. Why? It's still an image of God. The unbeliever, even the demon worshiper, has a spirit in him. It's not a perfected spirit. It's a cracked spirit, but it's a spirit. And can bring you cracked messages. Can bring you all kinds of things. Those of you who who get fascinated by these things, they can bring you all kinds of things. And and you say, "But, but what he said is true. Yes, as I've said many times, truth is not a proof of source because in the spirit world there is information everywhere and every spirit or anyone who has learned to be to train and to be conscious of spirit will get a message in the spirit world but if his spirit is cracked then what he is going to get is a cracked message it may seem accurate and it will crack you up. Alright. So what is David praying for? He says, Lord, fix me up. How do you fix me up? In my spirit. How do you do it? You have to create it. Because you can't, you can't, you can't just pick it from anywhere. You, you, it has to come from you. You have to create it. Create in me a clean heart. Now, I want you to go with me to Ezekiel chapter 36. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26 and 27. This is the promise that God made to Israel, which is fulfilled in Christ Jesus. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh I'll give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. So two things, two major things God says he's going to do. First, he says, I will put a new spirit within you. A new spirit within you. A new spirit within you. A new imago Day, A new spirit within you. Because he says I'm going to take the old and I'll put a new spirit within you. Then the second thing he said, he says I will put my spirit within you. I will put my spirit within you. Verse 27, verse 26, a new spirit within you. I will put my spirit within you. Two different things. The new spirit within you is not the Spirit of God is the spirit of man created afresh, the new spirit. So the day you got born again, you received a new spirit, a new spirit. But the good thing is that new spirit does not exist by itself. God says, when I give you the new spirit, then I will put my spirit within you. So when the spirit of God comes within you, guess where the spirit of God lives within you? Within your spirit. So two things are happening. A new spirit within me. God's spirit within me.